What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. It's Monday, May 11th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is your daily coronavirus update. Coronavirus has upended the U.S. food system. It was always a delicate balance of demand from consumers at grocery stores and restaurants and the supply chain from farmers and fruit processors. But illnesses, shutdowns, and stay-at-home orders changed everything. Farmers had crops spoil without any buyers. Meat processors closed due to outbreaks. Distributors lost 60 to 90% of their business volume. And food banks who relied on grocery stores and restaurants are struggling as the need has surged. Kevin Rector, reporter at the LA Times, joins us for the chaotic food system. Thanks for joining us, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Wanted to talk about the U.S. food system throughout this whole coronavirus pandemic. It's really been upended starting on March 16th when the governor basically asked restaurants to shut down. I mean, it just created this whole ripple effect on how delicate the food supply chain really is in the state and in the country, really. This is happening all over the place. Obviously, we're going to talk about California specifically, but it's particularly crazy here in California. There's a third of the country's vegetables and two-thirds of the fruits and nuts are grown here in this state. So things that are happening here are affecting the entire country, really. And you spoke to dozens of people, farmers, truckers, grocery store executives, restaurateurs, food service providers, and food bank administrators to get a sense of what's going on with the supply chain here. So, Kevin, tell us a little bit about that. In conversations with all of those folks, it was made clear to me that there's really no sector in the U.S. food system that hasn't been struck by this. A lot of those sectors work sort of hand in hand with one another. 
they have sort of stood up or they had stood up these very complex, precise supply chains for serving the residents of the state in the ways that they were accustomed to eating and dining out and things like that. But like you mentioned, when the governor sort of asked that all the restaurants closed down, it totally shattered a lot of that system and forced people to find new ways to match the supply of food with the demand. One of the biggest changes right out of the gate at that point was the food service sector, which supplies not only restaurants, but schools and hotels, et cetera, with a ton of food, totally shut down. Some distributors lost 90% of their business overnight. It did depend on what sort of diversification they had among their customers. So some providers for a lot of fast food restaurants and things like that, that kept on with their drive-through and carry-out options, maintained a larger percentage of their business. But a lot of the industry was just decimated. At the same time, grocery store demand shot up. As everyone knows, a lot more people were flowing into grocery stores, particularly in the beginning there. There was a lot of hoarding going on, essentially people stockpiling food based in part on their uncertainty as to whether or not it would remain available. I think some of that was due to earlier signs that people were seeing that supplies of other things like toilet paper and paper products weren't necessarily on the shelves. And then it was sort of a vicious cycle. So yeah, it started that way and it's rippled out into a lot of other portions of the system. And that's a huge part of it, that the retail demand went up as people were trying to stockpile very early on. It's like, hey, you got to be quarantined for two weeks. So people were trying to buy enough food for those two weeks and longer if they had to. And while that demand went up, the demand on the restaurant side went down. But that rise in the retail demand was not enough to offset what was being lost on the restaurant side. And farmers were hit especially hard, too, with a bunch of their crops went rotten and they had to kind of restart all over again when the restaurants weren't buying up the bulk of that food. And even still now for them is, I have to imagine as tough as restaurants are going to start reopening, it's still unclear what the demand is going to be. Even if a restaurant opens up, I'm sure they're not going to be at capacity right away. They're limiting how many people are going to be in there. So for farmers, it's a tough game right now on matching that demand. One thing I heard from almost everyone I talked to is that This was not just the market was one way one day and then it was a different way the next day and everyone could start sort of getting in shape and getting in line for the new way the markets worked. It was just that every day, day after day, the markets were changing and supply was changing and demand was changing such that they've been on this whirlwind roller coaster of logistical gymnastics day after day, trying to figure out what they can do to sort of shore up their bottom line and also make sure that food supply doesn't go to waste. So before the pandemic, there was this elaborate system by which grocery stores would sort of kick out excess produce and product to food banks. And then the food banks would supply these sort of local community pantries or soup kitchens or folks who were providing meals to needy residents. But when the world changed, all of those supply chains were disrupted. Groceries were selling more stock off their shelves, and so they had less to provide to the food banks. Here in in California, in Hollywood, 
the Hollywood Food Coalition, which has for 33 years served hot meals to folks on the street each night. They received a lot of food from studio productions, television and movies. They could feed hundreds of people a night just based on leftover food. All of that shut down. So suddenly they didn't have that product. And at the same time, like you said, a lot of the farmers suddenly had a ton of produce that they were having in the the old world gobbled up each day by restaurants, no longer having a market. And I talked to one lettuce grower who said they're considering shifting what they grow to grow more iceberg and romaine, which is what grocery store buyers purchase, and less of the sort of boutique leaves that chefs use in fancy salads. So it was an array of disruptions that all hit at once. And like you mentioned, some restaurants are coming back online or learning how to do delivery or working with the apps that people are using more and more. And so the demand on the food service sector hasn't just dropped off a cliff and then stayed there forever. It's, it's climbing back up. I think it's shifting on a day-to-day basis. So people are having to evolve. Going back real briefly to what you mentioned about the food banks, I made a note on my article here on the notes Uh, And I just simply wrote, wow, I didn't know that a single day of production on a film or TV set could have enough leftover meals for hundreds of people on any given day. That's crazy. And and as you say, you know, things shut down almost immediately. That's all those people are left without nothing. You know, in the first three weeks of April, there was nearly 265,000 people that applied for government food assistance under the CalFresh program. Food banks were seeing thousands of people in increase that needed food. So it's very tough out there. And one of the ones that we've been hearing a lot when we hear about the food supply chain is in danger are meat processors. We've seen a bunch of plants closed down due to coronavirus outbreaks, people there getting sick, and they've had to change a bunch of stuff in their processing plants to accommodate that. Just as there was sort of increasing demand on processors, including as some processing facilities were shut down because of outbreaks, there was this added need to better space out employees. So you were looking at increased demand at the same time you were looking at the need to have fewer employees on a production line or things like that. So a lot of meat processors have sort of scrambled to reshape how they operate and in order to meet higher demand for packaged meats and groceries, but at the same time keep their frontline workers safe. And that's part of this picture. It hasn't always gone that way for either meat processors or for grocery stores. We are seeing employees in the food sector falling sick, and there's pushback from unions and other advocates for these workers to say that the companies who employ them need to be doing more to ensure their safety. And that does take careful consideration. It's another logistical hurdle that these companies are dealing with, just as they are dealing with all of these other logistical hurdles in terms of matching supply with demand. And it's a top to bottom thing. We've talked about the distributors, the restaurants, the processors, the farmers, all that, but truck drivers also, there's been an ebb and flow in how they've been operating early on. The demand for their services was huge because everybody was doing all this kind of panic buying. And now that's kind of leveled off a little bit. So For smaller trucking companies, it's hard to keep them in business. It's hard to keep the haulers hauling all the freight because there's just not as much anymore. Some folks in the trucking industry told me that they're sending out drivers to carry 
certain halls at a loss because before all of this happened, there was a shortage of truck drivers in the country and companies work hard to build up stable staffing and to have good truck drivers working for them. And they don't want to lose all of that now. So they've been taking jobs at a loss just to keep their truckers rolling. That's another example of how this ripples out. A lot of the uh, food service industry companies relied a lot on truck drivers to move product across the country and from one area to another. And a lot of that fell off. Folks in the food sector, growers and food service sector companies and food banks and all sorts of different folks are trying to reroute transport capacity to where it needs to be so that food doesn't go to waste and people don't go hungry. The government is trying to step in. USDA has put up plans for billions of dollars to reroute some of the supply on the produce side into the food banks because, like you mentioned, the lines of these food banks are getting longer and longer. So there is a lot of effort out there to figure out the transportation of all this food as well. I mean, it's tough to predict when something like this will happen and upend the entire food system, but it really just shows us how delicate the balance is and and how one little thing affects everything else. You know, looking to the future, we're going to have to see what type of new system maybe we can implement that compare, you know, people and some of these institutions that need the food with those that have the food supply. So, I mean, hopefully we can get this under wraps, but for now, it's just a chaotic thing right now. And no end in sight, really, until things get back to normal, if they ever do. So we'll have to keep an eye out for all of that. Kevin Rector, reporter at the LA Times, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been your Daily Coronavirus Update. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.